Hello everyone and welcome to your brand new podcast, Adepting to Change, powered by Adept Corporate Services. I'm your host, Alex McMahon, and I'm joined by not one, but two very special co-hosts, Mr. Nicholas Cooper and Alan Briley. Gents, how are we doing? Not bad. Good, how thanks. Good. Good, good. Can't believe we're finally doing it. We've been talking about this for what seems an age, and we're finally in the studio recording, microphones on, there's no turning back. Absolutely. Very exciting. So I think before we get into the nuts and bolts of episode one, let's just talk a little bit about the rationale for the podcast, why we're here, what we're actually trying to achieve and what we want to do with this. So I suppose it was kind of an idea spurned back end of last year, and I guess we want to find a different way of reaching our workforce, our audience, clients, anyone really out there in in our particular market to do so. And we wanted to find a different medium of doing that. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I I think uh, that's certainly the sell that you gave to me. I think, uh, just to be clear to everyone listening, this is 100% Alex's idea. Is that in case it bombs? (laughs) In case it it bombs, in case it bombs. I, I don't know if anyone's interested in listening to the three of us talk for... 10, 15, 20 minutes, and I know you've got some guests lined up as well, Alex, but uh, I think you sort of mentioned doing things a bit different, but t- tell us a bit more about why a podcast. Um, it's just so easily accessible, isn't it? Because if you think about it, if you've got an iTunes account, you've got Apple Podcasts lined up straight in there, which will be available on. The majority of people have things like Spotify and other podcasting services, and that's everyone seems to, apart from our industry, everyone seems to be doing a podcast, and it just seems a a really easy way and relaxed way of getting content and information out there. So, I mean, we're, we're audio only at the minute. Hopefully that'll change. If people keep a watchful eye out, you might see us popping up on the, on the screens within the next few weeks. But, yeah, it just, it just seems like a, a great way of just reaching reaching our workforce when, when they can do it because a lot of people in our industry tend to do newsletters and old-fashioned communications on things like LinkedIn, so which no one really reads or people kind of get stalled in producing like newsletters and things like that so why not do a podcast and, and do we think the workforce first and foremost are going to listen to it i don't know whether this is people just kind of telling me what i want to hear but i've been canvassing opinion around the workforce in in leeds and sheffield and places like that and everyone who i've spoken to kind of gone oh that seems like a real cool idea we'll, we'll give that a listen to so i suppose the uh, the listening figures will will tell us otherwise if we're onto a winner or not is it, is it just the workforce or else are we are we looking at putting this further afield do we, do we want people who don't work for debt to listen to it absolutely yeah i think anyone industry relevant or or otherwise i think the concept for it is and you'll eagle-eyed people will see in episode two we're gonna have we're gonna start bringing guests on but yeah anyone within our industry or outside of our industry is would be our target audience i suppose um i think it'd be good for us to get people on who have either a good story if they're from our workforce or something interesting to talk about or whether it's something that's kind of high on the agenda within security and cleaning. So, you know, whether that's Martin's Law or the living wage going up or things like that. So I guess they'd be the people that we'll be targeting for, for guests, if we can. So, yeah, I suppose that's where, we, where we're wanting to go with it. I Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to launch a, a YouTube channel within the next few weeks where people will be able to either listen to us or they'll be able to watch us. I'm, I'm not sure the entertainment value of people watching us sitting around and having a chat, but... Hopefully we'll get good information out there. We'll have people come on who, who like I say, have good stories to tell or have, or we can give good information on, on the flip side of that. So. so so, one thing that made me nervous about the podcast is I saw an email that you put out last week asking people for questions. 
so I'm, I'm interested in finding out what kind of questions we're going to get asked and yes. if any of these questions have been vetted perhaps that we don't get put on the spot. They have been vetted, um, but we haven't shared those with you yet. Um, so yeah, we put, we put it out to the workforce to send us any questions in and this will be a running theme for, for probably every podcast aside from where we have a guest where our workforce or whoever wants to engage with a podcast can send us questions and we, I'll put them to, to you guys and we can all, we can all answer them. There's a couple of interesting ones that have, that have come through from the workforce this time, so I look forward to putting them to you and Alan at the end. Excellent. Look forward to that. And, and you've mentioned about some guests, and I know you've got a couple lined up already. Who, who are the guests that you've already got lined up? Uh, so we've got episode two. We've got Paul Howard coming on, who works for us out of, uh, out of Manchester. Really nice guy, really engaging, and uh, he, he's, got, he's got a good story to tell. Um, and further down the field, uh, we've got a lady called Lisa Bescott coming on, who's locked in, uh, and she is a she's a serving magistrate at the moment. So we've been struggling to pin down a date because she has dates where she's got to put a magistrate hat on. But um, industry wise, she is a recruiter solely for focused on getting women into the industry and into various different roles. Which I've I've already prepped some stats for that episode, which we'll touch on in it when when Lisa's on. But the uh, the underrepresentation of women in the security industry is a continuous problem. I've kind of trended the data back quite a few years, and it is on the increase. But I mean, you, you're talking marginal, marginal gains year on year on year, which just not enough. So I think that's one thing we need to probably look at as a team over the next 12, 24, 36 months is how we how we can get more women in, and hopefully, Lisa will give us some some ideas and some thoughts on on how we do that. I, th I think for for us especially for the next two years, I think a target should be having a woman as part of the senior leadership team within ADEPT because right now there's the three of us sat around this table and we're all white middle-aged men. So I, I think there's some, I think there's, I think there's some well, more, more middle-aged than others, but I think uh, there's some good targets there for us to, to look at over the next 18 months, two years, and perhaps we can uh, ask Lisa how she can support in that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So I think in terms of like an introduction to the podcast, this will be a relatively short episode. We don't kind of want to be bleating on for, for too long. So we, what we wanted to do was just to kind of give a bit of an overview on some of the some of the good news stories, really, that we've had over the last 12 months um, and what we've got coming in the next 12 months. So obviously, first good news story is this podcast. So if you are listening to this, thank you for tuning in and continue to tune in. Al, do you want to just touch on a bit of the charity work that we did last year? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we we did the um, Adept 12 Days of, of Giving, which you were quite heavily involved yeah, with. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's something we've done for for, for quite a few years uh, now. Um, and I, I think we, as, a, as a team, as a management team, um, and we asked for the, the support of, uh, of staff around the region. We, we put together uh, a 12-day plan of different charities, different events that we're uh, working towards uh, over the last 12 days before Christmas. Um, and they, we, we did a, a variety of different things for, for each one of those 12 days, and different members of the team took part in that. And it culminated in um, the uh, gift packages to the, to the homeless where we... Uh, put together in individual gift packet packages in uh, and, and took them out on Christmas Eve and donated those to uh, the homeless people. But we did uh, a lot of other other events running up to that as well, 
which were, were supported, as I say, by the whole team, um, the management team, uh, staff, officers, the, 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 the lot. So some of those were uh, a 20k walk we, we did for walking with the wounded. We did, try, try to wrap my brains now, thinking of uh, what else we did. But, we did a uh, lot. We did a lot we, in we, a really short we, space we did time. some uh, donations to uh, Trussell Trust. Uh, we did some donations to uh, a charity that specialised in uh, providing uh, females with clothing for interviews. Uh, so so they, they kit them out with we interview attire. Um, that's, that's the one that... Betty, Betty put together. Yeah, but Betty was quite passionate on that. She, she, <laughs> she, uh, she put all that together, uh, and I think it was a, a great opportunity to to support women uh, in, into employment. And I think, I think again, that was aimed at, uh, at females that have been sort of like out of the, out of employment for a, for a length of time, where um, they needed that extra support to get back into employment. So the the, the charity that was aimed that also provided uh, interview support and uh, help with CVs as well. That, that that kind of rolls onto some work we've done with Manchester Ad, Adult Education in supporting uh, long-term unemployed members of uh, of the public across, across Greater Manchester with CVs um, and uh, mock interviews. That was that was a, a very popular one. Am, ambition project for Manchester uh, City Council again. Um, where we're supporting uh, people into good employment. Uh, so in in collaboration with our. That's a sandwich van outside. Is it? If the audio picks it up, it's a Sorry. sandwich van that's just pulled up outside and it's it's tooting its home. Yeah, so so the, the the Manchester City Council ambition project is 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 around getting um, people that may already be employed into better employment, and and obviously as um, Adept is a member of the Manchester Good Employment Charter, uh, we're, we're sort of like a, at the pinnacle of that that, and, and we we we're interviewing and taking people on board direct from MCC and supporting that. So um, loads, really. Loads we've done a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, sorry, but maybe, maybe gone on a bit there. But, no, but no, yeah, no, we, we've done a, an, an awful lot in that in that in that run up to Christmas, and and it's you know it's something we we we, we will be carrying on doing. Uh, we're already discussing about um, instead of just running it up into Christmas, doing it every quarterly. So homeless packages um, being uh, donated to homeless people on the streets uh, throughout the year, rather than just running up to Christmas. I think that's. I think that's. Sorry, Nick. I think that's a really important point because you see, like from our business point of view, you see on LinkedIn lots of companies kind of piling on charity giving in Christmas and then in January everyone forgets about it and forgets that there's needy causes out there so I'm, I'm fully on board with I think I think I think a point this year as well so previous years when when we've we've done this you, you go out on the streets on on Christmas Eve and and you know yes there are other other organizations doing this but this year because Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday there was nobody out it, the streets were empty you know so so it it, it is it is poignant poignant that uh we, we 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 need to be delivering this throughout the year, not just for Christmas. Mm. No, it's, that's it's great. It's, it's it's good to be part of as well, and I'm glad that we're we're carrying that on into this year. Um, Nick, you and the team did tough mudder last year. Any plans for that this year? We did, yeah. We'll we'll be doing it again. Are you going to join us again, Alan? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm already training. Yeah. So we we had I think there was 15 of us that did it in the end. In the end uh, a mixture of uh, the management team, frontline members of staff, uh, and clients as well. So just for someone listening who doesn't know what Tough Mudder is. So Tough Mudder is, well, it should be a 10-kilometre assault course through mud, effectively. Uh, however, we found out two days after we completed it, 
uh, we actually did uh, 12.3 miles. So uh, I don't know whether it was intentional or someone made a big mistake when they did the course. Uh, it certainly felt a lot longer than 10K and, and we found out the reason why. But I think uh, it, it was a really good event. Everyone who took part loved it. Everyone's asking to do it again this year, even though l last year I had to beg people to do it to a certain extent. Uh, but we, we raised just over £3,000 for NACOA, which is the National Association of Children of Alcoholics, which is one of our nominated charities for this year. Uh, something that's very close to my heart. And we've got an event on the 17th of February next month uh, at Hotel Football. So we will hope, be hoping to raise quite a bit more funds for, for that charity. Excellent. Um, and I did a longest golf day event last year which so was this for charity or for this fun a bit of both <laughs> well it wasn't so much fun at the end of the day when I clocked 60,000 steps but yeah the idea is four rounds of golf in one day 72 holes doesn't sound a lot but yeah 60,000 steps in one day in one day so wow. we, we were on the first tee at half five and then we finished at nine o'clock good grief so yeah long day um, we did that on one course so I think this year we're going to try and ramp it up and do four different courses in one day the end goal with that this is pie in the sky thinking, but we'll be four different countries in one day, which has been done. So you start in on the east coast of Ireland, do a round in the dark with glow-in-the-dark balls, and then you jump on the ferry, and then you do kind of southwest Scotland, somewhere on the west coast, and then uh, northeast Wales, and it is doable. But the logistics have got to be perfect. It, it, it sounds challenging. When you said four countries, I thought you were going to say Greece, Cyprus, <laughs> yeah. Turkey, and wanting a, yeah. a bit of a jolly, but no, it sounds hard work. In terms of any sponsorship that we've done as an organisation, if people don't know? Yeah, we've well, obviously Nicola, uh, which I've already mentioned, so we're one of their, uh, we're one of their partners this year. Uh, we also uh, sponsor the 7th Manchester Scouts, so I, I won't go into too much detail about that. I know you've got Paul on the next podcast, and I'm sure Paul will tell you all about it. So this year, we're doing Dragon Boat Racing on the 29th of June, so if anyone wants to join us, it's at Leeds Dock. I've currently got one team in. There can be 11 people in a boat, 15 people in a team. I've got four people confirmed so far, so if, if I get more people, I will put more teams in, so please do let us know. Uh, other events that we're doing so on the Saturday the 28th I think or 29th of January so I'm doing High Rocks again High Rocks? it's known as the world's toughest fitness test it's it's effectively an 8 kilometre run you do 1 kilometre at a time and then eat, in between each run you do a compound exercise which is horrendous so I won't go through all 8 but have, have a look online again if anyone wants to do it with me I'm doing it again in October uh, that's in Birmingham uh, we've got Tough Mudder again this year uh, myself uh, Nick Smith from the security team and Sarah Howell from the finance team we're doing the Manchester Half Marathon in May again if people want to join us let me know and just on that as well if anyone wants to donate if you check out Nick's socials his LinkedIn there'll be uh, links to all his pages where you can donate there'll be plenty of, yeah there'll be, there'll be plenty of uh, comms going out closer to time as well and then we're open to suggestions if, if anyone's got a charity close to the heart or any events that they'd be keen on doing then I think let us know and, and we can have a look at it. And if we can support, we certainly will. Excellent. So touching on adept news, there'll be, I'm sure there's people out there who will be unaware of the culture committee. So let's let's get a bit of information out about the culture committee. What Talk to me about that. Yeah, so the, the culture committee is a group of uh, 12 frontline individuals who are 
uh, volunteers, first and foremost, who, who come together. We started on a monthly basis. It's gone to bi-monthly now. And they can really have a strategic view on where the business should be, the direction we should be going in. And I, I think what's been really good from the meetings is we've, we've taken action on, on the back of those meetings. So I think I think the one that's that really stands out to me is the induction that, that we've we've now introduced. So, I mean, I've, I've been in the industry 20, 22 years now, a long time. Uh, Alan's been in longer than me, and I don't think you're too far behind me now, Alex. 17 years. 17, that's not too far, five years behind. And uh, I, I think we'd all agree that inductions in our industry are, are not great. I know some companies do it better than others. Very few seem to be face-to-face. In fact, I say very few. I've, I've not heard of any being done face-to-face on a regular on a regular basis. So what we've decided is that every month we're going to run an A-grade induction and we're going to get every single new starter in that month to attend one of the offices and have a, a thorough induction, meet people that they would not potentially meet otherwise uh, so they know who to go to on, on certain scenarios. They, they get to know everything about the business, about our values, about our culture, about these kind of things like the culture committee and uh, the charitable events we're doing and, and actually make them feel part of the business and we, we give them a little gift as well so they get uh, a rucksack a torch uh, water, bottle. water bottle water bottle that's it mints, uh, mints pens who, uh, who can get involved in that on the culture committee yeah. so everyone so obviously if, if we have 250 staff or wanting to be part of it we'd have to think a bit different uh, but if anyone is keen on on joining the committee then reach out let me know uh, and we can we can invite you along and, and see how, how you feel you can contribute to the team. So we should be launching a new reward and recognition scheme this year? Yeah, again, on, on the back of uh, the culture committee, uh, we wanted to do more than we're currently doing. So a, a lot of people will see that we, we get around to site and we say thank you and we give people a pat on the back and they get a voucher, but it's but it's very in, informal almost. And what we wanted to do have a, is have a proper process in place. So the culture committee came together, we, we broke off into little workshops and, and put a scheme in place and that'll be released over the next couple of weeks to all the staff so they can see exactly what that looks like. But in short, it's a quarterly scheme based on the values uh, with an annual event at the end of the year. Very good, very good. Um, and a new long service recognition scheme as well. We, we we have we have yeah it's, it's actually it surprised me as, as we went through it because it wasn't actually about the monetary value that people wanted it's it's about actually recognition of being part of adepts and although i will say once we get to 15 years everyone told me they want an extra day's holiday which is probably worth more than money sometimes but again the feedback's been really good we sat down we we agreed to it very quickly we've rolled it out to the team and and the feedback on the back of it has been very positive as well. I, th- I think this podcast may be a, a good place to uh, a- a- announce some of the long service. I don't have the details in front of me today, but certainly on the next episode, we can give an update on who's achieved certain certain goals. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I've been in the industry for as long as we have. We all know that attrition in security companies can be off the chart sometimes, and you can have people jumping from job to job to job to job. I've been with Adept since November 2022, and it staggered me the how low the attrition is and how invested in adept people are. I know that that's a bit of self-proclamation, but yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think you're right. If if you were to look at the security industry, people leave for ten pence an hour. I think I've not checked the stats for quite a few months, but the retention of staff used to be around seventy-eight percent, uh, and then with cleaning, it's even lower, seventy-two percent. Again, people leave for a couple of pence an hour. I think by paying a, a real living wage, by paying a bonus, because what a lot of people don't realise is 
all our staff get a bonus. So in December, every year, all full-time members of staff can get up to £500 or part-time members of staff can get up to £250. It makes a big difference. It, it actually averages about 12 pence an hour on the wage. And the fact that we're giving it on the 15th of December... Nice early Christmas present. That's it. And it pays for a lot of their Christmas presents as well. So it goes down really well. And, and I think uh, it's shown in our retention rates. So our current retention rates, and I know this from yesterday, is uh, 94.3%. So again, for us, in industries where our biggest challenge is recruitment, is recruitment it makes a massive difference. Like I said, we didn't want this podcast to be too long. Um, just a bit of a brief introduction as to who we are, why we're doing it, what we're doing it, and what we want to do with it. Let's look at some questions that we've we've had in. Uh, so this one comes from Easton at Leeds Docks. So he's put, he agrees with the podcast because I think it will reach uh, help reach remote sites and staff on a regular basis. But is the podcast going to be a set monthly subject or just a show on randomly selected questions sent by staff and chosen by the managers? I kind of think we've maybe answered that a little bit in, in this podcast. I, I, I think so. I think uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of topics coming, coming up that that'll, people will find interesting. But the opportunity for, for the team or members of, of the workforce across the uh, the UK can can send in questions and, and ask for for in depth discussions, and I think we we'll be talking about some some interesting talk, topics about technology, use of technology, etc. And so we'll have a po- podcast on, on that in future. Some exciting things we're going to be discussing. So I think uh, to be a part of it, you've got to ask the right questions, and and that might become an, an agenda point in future. So Easton, that hopefully that answers your question. Um, Chris at the Granary asks, will we get pay rises in April with the living wage going up? But I'm I'm, I'm tempted because it's Chris just to say no. Uh, and, and see how he feels and I'm sure he'll, he'll text me straight away but no uh, it, the, the short answer is yes of course so we've made a commitment to the real living wage there is no intention to go away from that so everyone employed by Adept uh, from the 1st of April this year their wage their, their pay rate will go up to a minimum of £12 per, per hour Mo from LTE says what are your personal highlights since joining Adept? There's, there's loads of highlights I could give from becoming a member of the Charter to what is the charter? So, so the, char- the, the the Greater Manchester Good Employment Charter is a, a rigorous process that uh, businesses based around Manchester can choose to go through, uh, measuring employee engagement, uh, pay. So you've got to be a real living wage employer. Security of hours. So you've got to be a real living hours employer. It goes through. Uh, do we ask for feedback from our staff? Do we see our staff on a regular basis? Uh, do we give them certain benefits? Uh, it took us eighteen months to achieve. So again, something I'm I'm very uh, proud of, and and I think it'll be an idea at a, a later. Uh, episode to perhaps get Ian, who's the director from the Good Employment Charter, to come on and, and talk to us about it. But I think my my highlight is possibly somebody's low light in in quite a comical sense. So so my my highlight is going back to last May. I got a text message from uh, Shelley Heinard, who was one of our operations managers. She's no longer with us. She's relocated to the Midlands, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm because I'm saying this, I want to make sure she listens to this podcast. And uh, she sent me a text message saying, "Sorted, thumbs up." And I I, I didn't spoke to, to spoken to her that day. So I replied back saying, "What are you going on about, Shelley?" And she said, "I hope you're joking." So and I, and I didn't understand what she was what she was talking about. Anyway, she phoned me up, and what had happened is. Shelley had become a victim of an email scam 
and somebody emailed Shelley using my name. The email address was nothing like mine whatsoever, uh, and I can't remember the exact wording, but it said, uh, Dear Shelley, please could you support me in attaining £1,000 worth of Apple gift card vouchers? Then would you please gently scratch off the strip at the back of the card and reply to this email with the codes? So Shelley, sort of God love her for doing this, she immediately saw the message, ran to Tesco's and bought £1,000 worth of Apple gift card vouchers. Now, to be clear, I will never, ever, ever ask anyone to spend their own money on anything that, that I need. So please, if you ever get an email, ignore it. And then she sent it through to me. And the second she realised, the first sort of hour, she felt awful. And then we could really laugh about it. And for anyone wondering, we, we, we looked after Shelley. She got her money back, don't worry about that. But it was, it was very comical, especially the gently scratch off the strip on the back of the card. Uh, so we all had a good laugh. So that's, that's one of my highlights and one of Shelley's low lights and it probably makes me sound like a really bad person but it made me laugh. Al? Um, it's difficult really. I think there's been so many. I, you know, I started in uh, March 22, come from a bigger organisation prior to, to a smaller company and I think what attracted me most was being able to be a part of something that was that was reasonably new and, and help guide that, that company um, and I think I think um, you know, there's just lots of highlights from from you know contracts, new new contracts we've won, to to, to uh, going through the processes to to support you know, living wage, um, good employment charter, to seeing the team grow, the management team grow, that the the new processes come in. There's, there's so many. It's just it's just difficult to pick out one. I, I'm just absolutely proud to be a member of of, of this team and and this organisation. I think. For the, the journey we're, we're on is, is is absolutely massive, and I, I think I think we, we can we can really make a difference in in the industry, both security and cleaning. I think we've got a great team, we've got a great, great work, workforce, and we keep adding that adding to that, and that's 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 the highlight. So, so you've just given a really nice professional answer, and you've made me look even worse now. Why? Because I'm just laughing at Shelley. Well, I mean, that was funny. In reality, story. it was funny. It I mean, I mean, just going back to that, but I was sat at the side of it when she got that, 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 that message. I think I was with her. She, she did, yeah, yeah. We were in Leeds, weren't we? And, uh, and she just disappeared. And the next thing, she's... Coming back with all these yeah. guys. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious, to be honest. It's, it's up there with the deposed king of Nigeria. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's a classic, isn't it? But, I, well, I can't believe the fact she was sat with you both. That she didn't say, well, I know. Nick's asking me to go and spend a thousand pounds here. It's bizarre, but, but it, it happened. The, the thing I said to Shelley is it, it sort of shows that we're sort of all we're all in it together, and if we need to do something, we'll, we'll do it together. So, I mean, that side of it, we're, we're really good, but it's still funny. It's still funny. A final question. Today. Alex, you've not answered the question. Do you know what? I suppose I'd probably echo echo your answer in a way. Um, again, I've come from 15 years or so with, with large organisations uh, in the security industry that are turning over hundreds of millions of pounds. Um, and to come to a an organisation that's kind of at the start of its journey um, and being able to see the difference that we're making not just to clients and, and end users and things like that, but to, to our colleagues and, and the difference that we're making to their lives is kind of gives you a nice warm, fuzzy feeling at the end of the day. Not that we're doing a good I, thing. I, I, not... just, going, just going back to that, so, so you know, a few weeks ago we pick, picked up the, the award for the uh, Good Employment Charter and, and, and 
I, I, I was there and the, the director for, for the charter, um, as, as I was getting the award, came across to, to Andy Burnham and said, great company is Adept, a fantastic company. Awesome. They're, they're doing everything that we, they need to do. Um, and that, you know that in itself, for, for a director for the good of climate charter to say something like that to, to you know to, to the to the mayor of Greater Manchester is, is is awesome. Really proud of it. And that's that's testament to the journey we're on. Mm. That's really good, really really good. Um, so yeah, like like I said, mate, I'd, I'd echo your comments. Um, it's just nice to be part of an organisation that actually cares about its workforce, uh, and the proof's in the pudding in in the stuff we've talked about today Absolutely. and the stuff that we're doing. So final question. This will be a thought-provoking one. Um, is from Siobhan from LM House. And it is, what are our thoughts? And I'm kind of ad-libbing the question because I don't want to name names or name companies or anything like that. But what are our thoughts on companies that are being outed on social media uh, for not using vetted staff or dodgy subcontractors? Did you, did you say you vetted these questions? I did vet these questions, yeah. <laughs> and you decided this, this was okay to ask? It's kind of the elephant in the WhatsApp group, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, trying to think how, how best to answer it. I, th I think uh, I, I know the individual that Siobhan's talking about. Uh, I've seen the posts, and ev everyone's seen the posts all over all over LinkedIn. I, I think I think he's right in in that a lot of companies are doing this and shouldn't be doing this. Uh, whether I would have highlighted it in the same manner. Is, is perhaps very different, but at the same time, if this individual doesn't feel as though anything's being done about it and he feels he's got nothing to lose, then if he wants to shout out about it, shout out about it. I think that it's highlighted a problem that everyone can see. And I think any company that says they don't use service partners full stop is lying. I think uh, I don't think there's enough workforce to go around for, for all the business that's that's required. So to a certain extent, everyone supports. Now, everyone uses service partners. So a debt, for example, uh, we, we will openly tell all our clients that we, we do not use service partners on, on core business. Uh, we, we had a big event in Leeds last May where we were providing over 100 security officers per day. If we didn't use service partners for that event, we, we, we couldn't do it. And then at the same time, with, with all the will in the world, if people are recruiting to 130, 140% to make sure they can cover sickness and holidays, if we had another situation like we had in 2020, where people are going going off sick, left, right and centre, then there's going to be a requirement for, for service partners as well. I think what we've put in place is to allow us to have that control so we, we can see that the individual is is screened to... PS 7858, we can see that they've been paid at least at least the real living wage uh, and we, we ensure that it's not subcontracted to a third or a fourth or a fifth time over. I think when you see the messages on the WhatsApp groups that this individual has been putting on LinkedIn, what, what's actually happened is a, re a reputable company has gone to who they believe are a trusted service partner who then cannot fulfil it for fear of losing that service from the, the main supplier, they've subcontracted it again and again and again. And I think what happens is companies want to make a profit, so they start doing silly things like paying below the minimum wage, paying cash in hand, cash, cash in hand paying all, all, all those kind of things. Yeah. So it's happening. It, it is happening. And I, I actually think it's been a, an eye-opener for, for some companies. 
Yeah, I, th- I think in a lot of respects, it's not what he said; it's the way it was said. And I think, uh, I think when you, sh- you start going down the route of uh, subcontractor, you lose that that control over the the, the delivery and, and who you're using, what you're using, and, and, and how they're looked after. And I think, certainly from uh, from an adept's point of point of view, we're we're, we're sort of working hard to to make sure that we're, we're not in that position. I think that there was a period when he was. I mean, I've, I'm not connected with him at the minute, but there was a period where I'd see things flash up and you'd almost be looking to, to see if he's mentioned your company yeah, he's and, scanning down it yeah and, and I was I was having conversations with our operating team to say look if, if I ever see anyone on any of these WhatsApp groups then we'll be having a really serious conversation and, and obviously I mean we, we've, we've never been named as anyone on any of those WhatsApp groups because we're not on the WhatsApp groups but uh, that individual has mentioned our name a couple of times uh, once was in a positive manner uh, another time was in a negative, and I actually sent him a message and said, "This isn't true. This isn't us." Which, whether whether I should have uh, engaged with him or not is a, is another matter. But he he deleted the message, he deleted the post. Sorry, but I mean he's he's mentioned some of my former companies as well on there, and he's he mentioned one recently, which I mean the the company I won't mention the company, but I'd be shocked if if it, if it was true because there were so many processes in place for subcontractors and and labour providers that I don't think it could have happened yeah. but so you never know whether he's getting this information first hand or whether he's getting it sent from other people on LinkedIn who are trying to cause a few issues I don't, I don't know watch this space though okay so I think that's a wrap for episode one stay tuned for episode two coming to the airwaves very soon for now goodbye from me alright thank you very much thank you